Hey everyone, in today's episode of Jane 80 Talks, we're going to be talking to Dr. Monica Mancilla from the Heart Approach and the Relational Path Institute about love in time of swiping. No, basically we're going to be talking to Dr. Monica Mancilla, who is one of the experts in the in the field of relational um, therapy and who is also has created an amazing theory to support how we can create beautiful romantic relationships from the inside out. So how can we actually create that, manifest that into the world when there's so much men hunger and women hunger with these apps and the gamification of love. So we're going to be interviewing her and maybe Hats will get some tips. I need some tips. Don't we all? So we will sit back, enjoy the show, and uh, hopefully have a cup of tea with you. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gen 80 Talks with myself, Hats, and my wonderful co-host, Anahi. Hi, thank you. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be tackling different topics that have to do with life, success, failures, and everything in between. We're going to be talking about relationship, love, family, careers, etc., and all the challenges that we face in this life that we're living. So stay tuned, subscribe, and join the conversation. Yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Monica, Dr. Monica Mancilla from Toronto, Canada. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. And before everyone, like, why am I so excited? Because Monica, apart from being an amazing human who has created this life-changing theory is my mentor and is one of my best friends <laughs> so we really wanted to bring her because we've been talking about you and i Hattie, we've been talking about about divorce and relationships and love and apps and dating and, and last then getting back into the scene of dating exactly going back to dating after breakups and divorces and stuff and we even discuss um our deal breakers the boundaries and deal breakers that's what we talked on the last episode and then we thought why don't we bring an expert to talk a little bit about what millennials are facing in the world of love in times of swiping so monica welcome Thanks so much, Anahi. Well, it's a privilege to be with you. I think I think we met um, on your Instagram a few weeks ago, maybe yes. over a month ago, and we were talking in the same direction, talking about love and talking about uh, the things we want in love. Yes. So, I think it's a very interesting topic, the times, <laughs> loving the times of swiping. I think, you know, and, and it's so interesting because it's a conversation for millennials, but in reality, it's a conversation for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how you guys are bringing this to a very specific generation. Yeah, well, um, we see we see with our listeners. We've been we've been doing the podcast for I don't know, like five to six months now, and and we all get get to how different it is to be an adult now than our parents were when we, when our parents were adulting. You know, when we were seeing them do things. The perspective, when we talk about careers, when we talk about family, everything has changed so much in the last 20 years that we are kind of like going at it without a clear um, guideline. And for me particularly, like I met my ex-husband 10 years ago before apps, like we had Facebook, there was no Instagram, you know, and now we are on the new next new frontier, which is Tinder and Bumble and all the other apps. So going from married to newly single, it's a whole new world. And I wasn't great at dating originally. And now it's just very complicated. It is very complicated. (laughs) I think, I think for me, it's been one of those things where 
uh, all these apps have come in at the same time as social media. Um, and, uh, and we know the challenges of social media and, and, and essentially what, um, how people use it. People can use it positively. People can see it negatively. And I think that kind of translates into sort of like the dating scene as well is, is it can really affect your confidence, et cetera. When you're, let's say you want to look for someone, you think you have the best profile and it, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, and it sort of, it takes, it takes the shine away from actually sitting down with somebody and having a coffee um, because it's all about the first impression. And if, and if you fail from the first impression, you don't get the opportunity to meet and talk to people. So it's, uh, it's, just, it's an interesting time, really. It's an interesting time. So Monica, as, um, as a therapist and as a relational therapist, particularly who works a lot with single men and women who are looking for love, what is your whole view on these apps and the way that the dating scene is, is mapping out right now? You know, I think as anything else, it's really, really great and it's really, really bad. And at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't really change so much in, in the whole point of attraction doesn't change all that much. It's just one more way to meet people. Mm. And as you guys were saying, yes, it a, it's a lot of pressure because you have a first date or a first date, you have a first meeting of a human being in a picture. And if that first impression doesn't do it for you, then you just swipe. And that's the end of the opportunity of maybe having met a really fantastic human being. And I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but I <laughs> sometimes think of people that I have been in relationship with in the past. And I think if I had actually seen them in an app, I wouldn't have actually <laughs> 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 the other direction. Maybe they will have called my attention in that moment, but it was through meeting them in other ways meeting through school or meeting through work that I actually met the human and not just a picture. And, yeah. and what if we're not photogenic, right? And, or, or if a person really is scared. And, you know, my experience is that most people are really scared when they go into this. So they don't really know what to say and there's some shame to it as well. So there's always the idea of like, oh, my friend told me to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and so they maybe don't put a lot of information or they put the information that they hurt is the right information to be putting into it exactly yeah. and it's not the authentic self that is coming out yeah so so, so it's it's um yeah the opportunity shrinks so there's like the window of opportunity of meeting a great person shrinks as you were saying had because it's not there's not enough time to actually get to, to know the human behind yeah. And, and also, I don't know, but I, I feel like when, when you meet someone in person, right, there's also a, a huge chemical link, right? There are hormones at place. Like I, I always say that to, I say that to pretty much anyone when we're talking about the first few dates, we're so drugged, right? We're like, there are pheromones, there are hormones. Does the same happen with a photo? You know, okay, so this is interesting. And, and of course, I don't think there's been any research on it. Once of what I talk, I like, I like backing it up with research, but my observation of it is that we really are energetic beings. So we are going to attract people no matter how. So if I am closed in myself, I'm going to go through all of the apps and I'm not going to get any response. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I open up and then people start showing up. It's like, have you heard uh, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up? Yeah. I think when we are not even ready, because we can be ready. We can say, I am ready for love, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, but nothing is changing. Mm -hmm. It is when we actually are open, not just ready, but open. And in that moment of openness, the first person that shows in the app, you catches your attention for whatever reason. 
and then there you go. I what, what, what constitutes one what, what what constitutes sh like being ready to show up? Like how how do you become ready to show up online? If that makes sense, it's 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 a transformation of time. You know, and it doesn't mean we have to be superior beings to be ready for love, which is something that a lot of people think, oh, you know, I just need to do all of this and I have to go through therapy and I have to do all of the work to be ready. And then we meet this other person that to our eyes is not really all that great human being. Uh, <laughs> and they come and they found love like this, <laughs> right? But it is, it is a different thing. It's just relational structures and all these relational structures come from childhood. And the way that we learn to receive love and the way that we learn to, to give love. And for a lot of us that have been through really severe breakups or really um, like injury, relational injury, mm -hmm. even though we might say we're ready, that readiness is not there because there's fear and there's layers of fear that come from, from behind. So um, something that I've been following lately, just uh, actually in conversations with with. And actually, it's um, just the, the experts that teach people how to date. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is a very... There, there was a Will Smith uh, film or something called... Really? Hitch. Wasn't it Hitch? No. Okay, but they actually have real life Hitch. Yeah. There are these men and women on the internet teaching men and women how to okay. get men and women. Yeah. And it is so shady. And we, I've been complaining a lot to Monica about okay. it. <laughs> But you know, the, the interesting thing about it, and I like to always go a little bit deeper before I, ha I, I have a judgment because of course initially it's like, oh, what, is, what are they doing? But at the same time, they have 10 million followers. So mm -hmm. what is it that is happening? They must be doing something right. So I went into watching one of these this experts and I wanted to just see, okay, what is it that this person is doing that is attracting so many people, especially women? Well, actually he works mostly with women. Mm -hmm. and I realized he's teaching them the one to three of how we look like when we have done our relationship work. So, so it's like a fast track. So for example, if I don't have a lot of relationship working myself, if I have actually have developed this loving, true relationship with myself, authentically, I'm going to have a transformation and that transformation is going to show up in the way that I show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to become a relationship magnet because there's something inside of me. I, I, I love this phrase that says, be a light that, that shines so bright that even plants grow in your direction. And that is it. So we have this, we have this transformation that is so beautiful inside that then we become a magnet, but we become mm -hmm. a magnet for people that are in the same quality of relationship that we have with ourselves. Now, what if I didn't do any of this work and I am desperate to be in a relationship, which by the way, is normal because we need to be in relationships. We want to be in relationship. We are, think of our tribal origins. Yeah. We're meant to be in groups, in packs, in, in tribes. So we, we are meant to be in relationships. So then we're desperate and we say, we really want to be in a relationship and I don't know how. So what am I going to do? I don't know how to put my picture. What kind of picture should I be putting? I don't know how, what to say in this app. I don't know how to meet men. I don't know how to meet women. So then there's a person, an expert that comes and says, if you say this thing, if you change the way you move your body in this way, if you were that close, if you, um, then you're going to get the right, you're going to get people attracted to you. So basically what the, the experts are doing is just giving you the end result of how you look like when you have had the transformation. Mm -hmm. And it will work. 
And that's why they're selling so much. It will work. You will attract people. But as in any fat diet, mm -hmm. it's not going to last very long because, yeah. because the structure is not there. So then mm -hmm. we go into what we call serial monogamy, which is the epidemic of our, of our current time, which is we want to be in relationship. Most human beings want commitment. Um, they're scared of commitment. Even the ones that are scared of it want it. So we go into these semi-committed relationships and we see them end very, very soon. Mm. So there's a lot of breakups. There's a lot mm. of repetition, right? And, and I have a question because this is, this is so interesting because I see it with my clients, but I see it with my friends. Like I see the whole, I met one guy, we did it for like three months, we broke up within a week, I met another guy or I met another girl. And it's like this constant seek um, for external love. And then we were talking about that, like how society tells you, you need to love yourself and then love will find you and how toxic that could be for many of us because we're like, no, but I, I just don't know how to do that. So could you tell me a little bit more about your view on that? Yes. You know, we, we address self-love the exact same way that we address diet, mm. which is, Give me something quick. Yeah. All right. So I, I say to a lot of people, um, okay, so we start to talk about the concept of self-love. And they say, well, you know what? I go, I do my, my manicures and my pedicures. I eat healthy. I go to the gym. I, I'm actually even putting boundaries at work. I, I actually have regular hours now. And that is great. But that is just one aspect of self-love. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about self-love, we're really talking about the exact same process that happens when we fall in love with someone else. Is the exact same process. So what happens if I really found a person that I am crazy about, what kind of energy do I invest into that person? What kind of energy do I invest into spending time with that person, into getting to know that person, into um, loving this person, even touching this person lovingly? And, and that is when the real journey towards self-love starts to happen. When we say, how would that be like to sit with me? How would I be like to ask myself some deep questions? Mm -hmm. I'd get to know myself in a deeper way, but it is a journey. And, and the problem is that we get pushed into, you, you said that the, what I think is one of the magic words is toxic. And there is this toxic positivity going around in the world. And you know what? For millennials, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a huge one because um, for you guys, you're being indoctrinated into you must be happy. And, and we know, again, that's another fat diet. We know that happy people are attractive. We know yes. that, that the world gets drunk towards happy people. So then the, 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 the diet says, be happy so the world will be drawn to you. Be happy so you will get followers. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Sorry, I just want to jump in there because um, I think, I mean, when I was when I was at my happiest in terms of happy with what I was doing, I was, you know, I was just genuinely there for people. I was, you know, um, so, so my background is coaching. I'm a, I'm a sports coach, but also an engineer, but, but people could see that I was good with people and I was doing it not for the attention or anything. I was just genuinely there and always present. And, you know, I was turning up mm -hmm. and when I was turning up, I noticed that I was like, I was attracting people. People were drawn to me because they wanted to be with this positive person that was always there for people and happy. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting to say that, but now ever since I've, since I've gone through my breakup and all that kind of stuff, I've, 
I've kind of lost myself, right? So I'm only starting to see people are starting to be drawn towards me as I've become more, uh, I would say more positive or more positive in my own outlook of life. And then people are sort of inviting me more to places. And it's, and honestly, it's previously like, well, you know, he's not, you know, he's not really in a good mood. So I have to interrupt this message and say <laughs> that the change hasn't been that you became more, more positive. It, the change is that you began to show up more Yeah. because the difference is that it has always been you. You are a very positive people, even in your gloomiest time. Like you were fun to be around. The thing is that now you're becoming again, your yes person. You're, be, you're back to being like, yes, I will do that. Yes, I will do that. And it's not about being positive. It's about showing like, I don't know. That's my view of you, Hatito. Thank you. <laughs> when, 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 I, when, I, when I do start showing up, I notice that people are more um, drawn to that, like a magnet, like you just said earlier, which was like, um, you said, what was the phrase again? Uh, shine, shine so brightly that even the plants get drawn towards you, something like that. Yes. Um, and, and, and it's like a magnet. It's true. And it's not, it's not intentional, but I think people, and it goes back to something we were talking about on a previous episode, which is, is you want to keep the five closest people, or, you know, a small group of people around you that will bring something to you. So you mm -hmm. could be the best version of yourself. Right. Yes. And in some cases you need to have these kind of people in your life. And, um, and, and, and so that's why people, I guess, get drawn to, drawn to people who are, you know, who've got their <laughs> shit together. <laughs> the thing that is interesting is that happiness is just one emotion. And what will happen if we pick yellow out of the rainbow and we said, let's just keep that one. Mm -hmm. It's just a yellow thing. It's just one emotion. So happiness is a, is a beautiful emotion, but it's not the only one. And what gives happiness so much light and so much brightness is the contrast with all the other emotions. Mm -hmm. So if we have never experienced or we don't allow ourselves permission to experience the other emotions, we become uh, monotone. Yeah. We become just, just plain. Like no, no yellow will be so bright that we will actually want to stare at it nonstop. Mm -hmm. The idea is you must be happy all the time. So what you're see, saying that is, is absolutely true. So when we are in that, in that presence, and that's what you were saying, and I as well, right? Like when you are in that presence and you're open and you're shining, it's, it's pleasant, it's delightful. At the same time, when we eliminate our human um, authenticity, the, the, the real possibility to experience all, all of our emotions, we are actually blocking ourselves from having a full human life and to attract authentic relationships. So when we are at our best, not our best, sorry, when we are the happiest, we're going to attract a lot of people. We're going to attract sad people because they need happiness. We're going to attract pe happy people because they want to be around other happy people. So that is good. But happiness is going to sit at this high level, right? Like uh, this, this almost superficial level of attraction, which is good. But then what happens is that if you are feeling all of your emotions, if you say, I am actually capable to feel sadness when I'm sad, if I can feel um, tired when I'm tired, energized when I'm energized, angry when I'm angry, then you are going to attract people at a deeper level, to that mm -hmm. level that is really going to create long-lasting relationships. So if we go back to what we were talking about before in the world of dating, if we present in this happy light, yes, we are going to attract people. But we are going to attract, it, attract them until, just until, our authentic human, humanity shows up. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when I have a bad day? 
then is that the end of the relationship? So if you look back into relationships in the 50s, and this is an interesting comparison, um, and I don't know if you've ever watched, there's a show right now on television, um, um, Mrs. Maisel, the wonderful right. Mrs. Maisel, which is about a comedian, and I believe it's in the 50s. And there's this whole idea of women getting up in the morning, putting up their makeup and looking perfect before their husbands woke up. So it's, it's the era of perfection and then going to bed full makeup on until the husband falls asleep. And then when the husband falls asleep, run to the washroom, take off, out all the makeup, put all kinds of creams, put rollers in their hair, go to bed and then wake up a few minutes husband, put on makeup again and then pretend that they're just waking up. And the idea is I must look perfect at all times. I need to be the perfect wife. Now you think that with the industrial revolution, we, we changed that. <laughs> And I think we made it worse. I think for us, for my generation, it's, it's worse because now we we have to look perfect, even when we're natural. I love it when people say, I just love how natural you are. Like, do you know how much time it takes me to look natural? It's not, it's never, I woke up like that. So we want to do perfect in marriages and careers and motherhood and in the gym and with our friends and with our parents and, and it's, the pressure is so high but this this monica brings back bring us back to the the subject which is in in the in the sort of time of swiping right um you know when when if you're on an app and you you know you want to your first impressions are um you don't think about i, I want to see them in their natural state i just you, you know they want to see the best form of you, right? And that's not real, you know? And if the best form of you doesn't work for them, then um, then you, you lose that chance again. So it, it seems to be, it's more of an art of deceiving. Uh, how, it, I mean, it's- <laughs> But not really. Like think of, again, I love the comparison with food just because it's an easy to understand for most people. If you have a restaurant, you want to put out pictures of your best food creation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when the person goes to the restaurant, they, they have an experience of that. And it's not just the taste of the food, but it's the experience of the atmosphere. It's everything that brings it together. And then you taste the food and then you say, oh my goodness, I want to come back here. Mm -hmm. Or, mm, you know, it looks good, but... It, it looked better in the picture. Than it. <laughs> <laughs> it looked better on the, on the photo than it, it actually... It looks better on the photo and in reality it doesn't. So then what we are trying to do in, in, with the swiping, what is it that we're trying to do? We're trying to present the picture. So it's the, the, the beautiful image that is going to say to a person, oh, okay, so I am attractive. And the reality is that the stimulation is going to come first through our eyes. So if a person is going to swipe, and I will say, like coming from a relational point of view really wait the first thing is just a picture and and if you really go deep and just say okay regardless of me doing it on an app or doing it at work or in my school or meeting a person on the street it is really that first look at a person that is going to say oh my goodness there's something about this person i wanted to know more i want mm. to know more it's still going to happen in an app. So then we go and then we look at the app and we say like, yes, no. And then we keep swiping and, we, and, and that's okay. So yes, it's absolutely okay to present your best self. And then comes the other category. So let's just go back to the idea of the restaurant. We go and then look at the, at the food first. And then we want to find out what location it is. We want to find out the prices. We want to find out, we want to have a little bit more information about that. Mm -hmm. When people are going to come and say, well, you know, I have this degree of education and I have children or not. And I have, and this is what I'm looking for. 
And, and then again, just gives more information. The problem again is that then we become a product. Yeah. We, we literally become a product because that initial impression that might have given you a whole lot about that human being to say, oh, you know, there's something in that person's eyes, even in that picture that tells me I want to get to know them better. And then I go down when I read the information and it says, I am vegan. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, I'm not eating a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> My face says it all. Yeah. <laughs> or I um, I whatever, right? Like I love my steak and fries. And, and then someone says, oh my goodness, no, I am not eating someone that eats meat. But then what will happen if you went on, like what happened to me with one of the biggest loves mm. of my life that we met at a time when he was becoming vegetarian and then he went full vegan. I, I never was. Will I have picked him in an app? Maybe not. But do I regret having spend this time with him? Absolutely not. It was fantastic. So we have so many categories yeah, will make us eliminate a person that in reality, if we gave that first impression a little bit of more time, it might become a really good relationship. Mm. I think that um, going back to that, that thing that you were saying about positivity, right? Like that, that over positivity, good vibes only. I'm always happy pressure that many millennials that we have um, is really interesting because it might be in the app. Right. And then you finally, let's say that you talk, you swipe, both swipe, you get to the first date. And then that's when also a lot of this toxic positivity can, can come into place because for us women, particularly in a hit, like in a heteronormative relationship, we are told that we have to be perky and happy and fun and, and look put together, but not to put together. And you have to like all these categories of things to do. So you show up to that date or coffee or whatever, to that meeting with this person, first of all, with a lot of anxiety, because also as women, we are told that we are no one without a partner, without a male next to us. So we have that pressure, um, depending on whether you want to have children or get married, like all of those things are in your head and you show up and you want to present your best self. And a lot of the times we think that our best self is this creation that is bubbly and happy and sexy, but not too sexy and, you know, funny, but not too funny. So you have this construct. And then when you show up, you are really not authentic. So the connection stays in that yellow is that like you don't have the full rainbow because you're both kind of pretending. So how do we navigate that? Well, I mean, uh, just on that point, really, because, <laughs> because, because regardless of whether there are apps or not, I think, many people would be feeling the same way. Maybe even, let's say before all the apps 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it would still I be the same. Then. I'm sorry. It would be the same thing. I mean, if somebody's going for a date for the first time, they're going to be thinking the same thing. Yes. But with the app, you already know how they look, look like, like you, you like the app gives you a little bit of background. So for example, let's say that I'm, let's say that I'm going to date you. Right. And you put that you are working we're for the just, stadium. Just saying. If we're just saying we're not dating people. Okay. Please. Stop commenting that. So let's say that, I'm, that I see you on the app and I'm yeah. like, ooh, Hatim, okay, 35, 85, well done, good year. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm, and I'm looking and you say that you love uh, football and that you're working in the stadiums and that my tendency is going to be like, oh, okay, so he wants to talk about football. Okay, you know, like we do these things. It's different than if you set me up, for example. Okay. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So it's like, the app gives you enough information for you to obsess <laughs> about, but not enough for you to actually show up. So this is what, like my, 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 I have clients that tell me, look at this guy in Bumble. What do you think I should do? And I'm like, I don't know. 
And I know my friends, like I, I, I talk to my friends about that. And there's a lot of anxiety over the, the profile that you create. And then will you match that profile? You know, you know, you know, you know and I hate that there is a lot of um, room for different types of approaches. And this is, this is the interesting thing. So, okay. So you have the dating approach, which is I am single. I want to be in a relationship and I need to meet people because that's normal. So mm-hmm. what I do, I'm going to go out in the world and meet people. How do I do that? I go on an app because apparently that's the way to go. So otherwise, maybe I'm missing out or whatever. That's what everyone's doing. That's what my friends are doing. So mm-hmm. So asking anything else, if you're going to go on an app, you want to learn how to do it. And then how do we do it? We ask friends or we ask dating coaches. And, and there is, again, there's a benefit to that, to say, okay, so yeah, this is the pictures. I, I was talking to a dear friend and she's a dating coach and she was telling us how, when she's instructing women on how to go into this, she says, oh, it was actually quite interesting. You put a picture with an animal just to show that you're warm. You put a picture that you're sexy. Then you put a picture that you're really casual, like you're really not doing anything. And you, have a, you want a full body picture, but you also want, oh, and you want a, a picture in sports anyways so she t- <laughs> take a- start taking notes <laughs> so she has a complete system and she actually did it and, and she's fantastic right and she actually did it on herself now she is in a very good solid relationship that with a man that she met through this app and um so again it's good but she already had done her work. So by the time she actually showed up in the app world, she had been through therapy, she had done whatever she had to do to recover from a divorce, and she was a solid person. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, who did she attract? A solid man. Now, when she's when, when her and I talk, I'm a, I'm a relationship therapist and, and I also teach um, coaches to do relationship coaching, not dating coaching. And she's a dating coach, which is two different things. So her and I were talking about that and, and she was saying, um, well, you know, I have all this structure and, and then she's helping these other women do it. And then these women are just getting really disappointed because what happens if they put their perfect profile online and they don't get they don't get the, the response. So then I feel rejected again. It's like a fat diet that doesn't work for you. Yes. So the story, <laughs> the story that we tell ourselves in that moment is, well, I'm doing everything the way I'm supposed to do it. I'm not getting a response. You know, the, the, the sad thing for most um, women, and I work with a lot of women and I will go into men as well, but for a lot of women, the first, inspect, the first thought they have, I am not pretty enough. That's yeah. the very first thought. It's not, I am not a good person enough. I am not smart enough. I'm not, I am not pretty enough. That is fascinating. You know, you know, me coming from Venezuela, and we have discussed this a lot, both in the podcast and I have discussed it with you, is that being pretty is something that it, to me was a measurement of being a woman. I had to be pretty, right? And, and I grew up dealing with a lot of um, weight issues. So I never felt pretty. I never felt attractive. And ever, 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 ever. I always felt like the, the girls are pretty. I am just a fat funny friend. Like this, this was my, my, pro, my persona all the time. Like this is me, this is my comfort zone. And I have worked a lot with my own self-worth and with seeing me attractive, regardless of whether the world see me attractive or not, but seeing me attractive. And I remember at some point 
I was talking to someone precisely about apps and dating in the post-divorce era and all that. And I was saying, well, at least now I know that if, if you know, if I'm not attractive, it has nothing to do with me. If, if I don't match, it has nothing to do with being fat. And the fact that that was my first thought was so sad. It's like, what the hell? Like, how can I do this to myself? You know what I mean? It's like, like that, that everything else that I am, my work, my you know, my, my heart, my brains, everything else just gets pushed to a side because it's, it's all about whether I feel pretty or not, you know? And, you know, and, and at the same time, my experience with men going into the dating world is that because men tend to be a little bit less, um, um, communal. So men are not going to go and ask other men. So for men, it is, it's going to be more of a fast interaction. Right. And, and of course they are still going to end up with this feeling of being defeated. And I mean, I, 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 I totally agree. I think, uh, I mean, just speaking from my experience, um, the, the, there were two things, obviously going through my, my divorce as well and, and, and going through that sort of phase afterwards, it was two things. First of all was, first of all, I work a lot and I don't have much time to socialize, which is actually a really big problem. Um, because if you, if you're not out there meeting people, then the chances of meeting somebody is, I, I always keep thinking of this sort of like uh, dream moment where I'm walking around the corner and I bump into a girl who's holding full of books. Uh, it's a movie, basically and, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. And, I mean, I still hope one day that will happen. And then I think to myself, Hmm, it's uh, <laughs> five years and it hasn't happened yet. So I In go the, the side, on the side. Yeah. Where there are only men, and she's just walking around with books. You know, okay. But in any case, in the stadium. And then, okay. And so there's that point. But then there's also the other point of I don't have the confidence to go and meet people um, yet, uh, like face to face or in person and socialize. So I'm going to I'm going to be on this app. I'm going to do it the way that I think is best. I'm not going to ask my friend what's the best way to do it. Um, yes. You know, and and and. For some people it works and for some people it doesn't work. So, I mean, so this is a very interesting thing. So, um, very interesting, even the interaction that the two of you just had right now with, when you were saying, you know, I am, I still have the image of bumping into the girl that is holding the books, the books fall. And then we look into each other's eyes and we fall in love. And then, and this is a very millennial discouragement to think that's impossible because in reality that is possible. Okay. <laughs> Trust her, not me. She knows better. <laughs> I, haven't given, I haven't given up yet. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> Don't give up. No, in reality, we tend to use, so I think men, and again, this is biased. This is not research-based. I think men tend to use the app as a pacifier. And if you think of the concept of the pacifier for the baby, when do we give babies a pacifier? To soothe them because the, the mom is not available. So you give them pacifiers so that the baby will sit down on its own. Yeah, I think it's an ego yeah. thing. Do you think it's an ego thing? No, 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 no. I think, yeah. I think it's a pain thing. I think a it pain is. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like, like men experience a lot more rejection than women in the world, in the dating world. Except that men have been indoctrinated from childhood that that is normal. So for women, if we get rejected once, it's done. It's like, it's like a huge thing for men. They're like, Oh, rejection. That's fine. Oh, rejection. That's fine. Oh, rejection. That's fine. Now 
exaggerate that times a million, right? Like, so because as women, women are going to get rejected. So women have actually developed a thicker skin towards rejection in this because, okay, this person didn't call me or whatever. Well, men, again, like, so how is going to be even, even bigger. So for a man to be in the, in the apps, it's very easy to say, okay, I am there. I'm out there. Just nothing's happening. And now I'm going to send a one line to, to a woman. And then let's see if she responds or not. So they don't have the responsibility to, to follow up this the way that it used to be. So you are open, but you're not. So part mm. of your mind says, I am out there because I, my picture is in, a, in an app, but I'm not really there. So when do we actually meet that person? We meet that person either in the corner when she's holding the books or we meet her in the app. It's but really funny that, you say that, honestly, because I, 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 like I say, I've been on apps and... I just don't feel personally that I'm fully committed until I'm actually out there physically in society and meeting people and bumping into people. I, yeah. I mean, I just, it, it's not because it's not working for me. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've met people, but I just don't feel being on an app is for me authentic enough. I think it's, it, it just doesn't work for me personally. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a per, people's person. You know, I, I want to be there you know, rubbing shoulders with them, you know, apologizing to them for knocking their coffee over or something like that. You know, these little silly things that you can't really do on apps. Um, and sometimes I just think, you know what, I'm just going to delete all the apps. I need space on my phone because I keep running out of memory. And I think to myself, well, I probably shouldn't because I might meet somebody next week or, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so that is a pacifier. So we have a profile in the dating world, hoping that magic is going to happen through that profile. The reality is that magic will happen when we're open for magic to happen. Mm. And in that moment, we might meet the person in the corner while they're holding, holding books, or we might meet them in the next swipe. It is about readiness. Um, it is about readiness. So, so this person I was telling you about that she's actually a dating coach. She met her partner. She, ha she, ha she had been in the apps and she was saying to me, when did you know, actually I met this person on a freebie. I was about to close this app and there's a message came in. I never went into that, that particular, uh, like she had it in one kind of app and there was a different dating app. And then this message came randomly and then they had an interaction and they met and they are, in a very solid long-term relationship, but it wasn't even through the place where she put all her energy. So, so again, so there is a benefit to this dating coaching when we are ready, because it's like, it's like anything else. It's like putting on a nice dress or, or a, a nice outfit and just going to a place where we want to be hanging out. Mm. So the same thing. So if we say, uh, for gen Generation X, it was going to the bars. And I think it's still yeah. this way, but it is okay. So put on a nice dress and for the guy, put on a nice outfit and then just go up to the bar. And then people will meet in a bar, but then there was, I hate bars. But then if you hate bars, why do you want to meet people in a bar? Mm -hmm. And then we will have relationships because it's the same thing as the app. So you have a relationship with that person says, like, I really want to go back dancing. And the other person like, I don't like dancing. But I met you dancing. Yes, I was dancing just to meet you. <laughs> so, so which is very common. That happens a lot. Yeah. So where do we want to meet people? We really want to meet people in the places and the activities that we love doing. Because that is when we're going to really meet people that are doing things that we enjoy doing. Now, if you think of the app, if our world is apps, 
if our world is, and I think that's something very particular for millennials, that the that you guys grew up with, with a huge introduction of technology in a massive mm-hmm. way. So you developed quickly with technology. So technology became part of your core. It became part of your life. So being in an app is, is common, makes, makes sense. And then if you see, if you look at the next generation and my niece is in, is in uh, remind me what's the name? It's um, in generation. Um, Sex, the Z. Z or Z. Yeah. So yeah. they, for them, it's even different. Like I'm just watching her in the dating world. She's on apps, but she's so relaxed. You know, there's no anxiety to it. It is, it is so much more common sense for her that because she grew up, she was born when that was. Yeah. yeah. I think that for us is that we are like, we're sandwiched in this in-between of no technology and over technology. So a part of us is trying to catch up to the full technology that is coming super fast but a part of us grew up aspirationally wanting to be like our parents. So we are neither yeah, one or the yeah. other. It's like a part of us is like, we grew up with, I mean, we the, didn't grow up with the, social media. The traditional we, way. Exactly. Like a part, of, a part of us want to meet in the book, you know, in the library with the books and everything. But then a big part of us is also saying, no, no, but the, the world is technological now mm-hmm. because we were older teenagers when social media exploded. So we, it's not the same as someone who was 11 when, you know, or, or who was five or Facebook already existed. Or, or born, right? Exactly. Or born in a world that had all these interactions. So for us, I think that we we tell ourselves that we're young and we're hip and we want to keep up with this. But a part of us is still stuck with the things that we saw growing up. Like, let's think about it. We grew up watching Friends and Seinfeld and stuff. Like, we grew up watching this. So when we think about dating, we never thought of an app. We thought of you're in the coffee shop exactly. and someone comes because that's what we that's what we in our brain is. This is how we meet people. Right. But the reality is that it changed and we're kind of like trying to catch up with, and then there's TikTok and all these extra things that make it even more complicated. But you know what has changed primarily is the etiquette. That's it. The etiquette has changed. So if you are in a coffee shop and you're having fun with your friends, which you are, we, we all do that. Maybe and there's this guy that sees this girl sitting in the other table with girls. And then in, and you don't have an app because apps don't exist. Mm-hmm. You have I, this person, and then the guy just gets together all the courage in the world and then just walk to the other table and says, hey, or now it's like, oh, that's maybe not okay. Yeah. So there was an example of two of your friends that you told me, uh, was that, was it you that told me that? Yes. Your friends met that I have, I have some friends that just got married a few weeks ago and they met like that. She was with, um, with a bunch of friends in a, in a restaurant, like having breakfast and the guy showed up and she said that she felt this thing and she sent a napkin with her name and number and you know, and they met and they, and then they're married, like they married a few weeks ago. So I, I think that there's a part of us that is still believing it, but, but, but it's, it is different now. Um, it's very, you know, it is, it is different to the degree that, I, again, I can see it even with the younger generation that, um, so my niece, is, she's 21 years old and she's in university right now and she's on an app. And then I'm like, why? I mean, if you think of the times when we went to school, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot older than you guys. So at the time that you, I went to university, 
it was impossible. Like you don't have time for apps because you're meeting people 24 seven. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, it was this fluid getting to know each other. So it's like, it's interesting that even in university where people are surrounded by people all the time, they're still going into apps to meet someone. I have to I also have to say that their generation, I feel that have it, like you say about non-anxiety. I see that with my baby cousins um, and they are also from the same generation and I see how they are so chill. They, first of all, consent, it's something that they take for granted. It's like consent, no means no. Like these type of things to them are like, normal and they, they they don't even like i will be telling my baby cousins it's like no means no and remember you always have a condom no matter if you're if you're a woman with a woman a woman with them whatever you are you just be prepared for everything like it's like this fear of because we didn't get that education and they're like what are you talking about of course we always use protection we always take care of it. it's like they have it so embedded in their psyche that it's not a big deal for us it is but for them it's not but then they face rejection online Passe is like, oh yeah, whatever. It's for us, we are like, oh, they did not swipe. <gasps> because it is a new thing. So it's like we haven't adapted enough for us to be chill. There's still a lot of anxiety. Obviously, we're also older, so we're telling ourselves that we're getting older, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we, we also have this whole thing of, like you said, we got one foot in like our parents' generation and one foot in the new generation. Mm. And it's like, you know, um, there's a, there's a sense of taboo, you know, you know, or you shouldn't be on this app. Like, Oh, so what if somebody recognizes me? Like, Oh, there's a God. lot of shame there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's what uh, Monica was saying earlier as well. I was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be on this app or not. And it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, and, and I've, I've, I've matched with some people that have recognized me. And when they say, I know you, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. you know yeah. me. It's like, it's yes. like, uh, this is, this is, uh, uh, but the suspense is killing me. I, I want to know, like, uh, where have we met? Like, how do you know? It's like, yeah, I've seen you come to meetings before in our office. It's like, oh my God. Like, what? you're like, delete, so, delete, delete. So you recognize me, which is, so I must have made an impression on you when you saw me in person, but you, nothing's ever happened for about six months until you've matched me on, on a, on a, on an app. And it's like, well, why didn't you say something, you know, sort of thing is like, uh oh. <laughs> and then it just, it just makes things a bit awkward. Um, yeah, but why? Maybe she's shy. I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just giving you. Examples. I'm just saying that maybe she is shy. Just give her some books so she can drop them with you, and then that's it. <laughs> I'll stage it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but just and I, I don't know. If you, I think you were about to take a break. Yes, I think that this is going really, really, really good. And I want to continue and I want us, um, cause we, we talk about, we don't want it to keep it super long. So mm -hmm. we're going to have a little break and next week you're going to be able to hear how Dr. Monica is going to help us go inwards so that we can stop the men and women hunger in this swiping fest that we have. So before anything, just please, please, please make sure that you follow the heart approach on Instagram and Dr. Monica Mancilla on Instagram. And we're going to leave all the links and everything here and all the magic and go to uh, what is the website so that they can see more about what you're offering right now for singles and people in relationship that want to get to the next level. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So basically, so we operate from the Relational Path Institute, but, um, but we have an approach that is all about relationships. So it's the entire thing is our relationship and this is what we're going to be talking about next time. And it actually has its own house, its own website. So it is theheartapproach.com. 
So heart, I think, dun 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 dun. And so if you go to theheartapproach.com, you're gonna learn more about the the whole theory behind it. And guys, I'm telling you, not because I love this woman, which I do, but because it is a completely different way of seeing relationships in general, not just romantic relationships, but friendships, um, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with money, your relationship with your parents, all type of relationships. And this is perhaps the biggest tool that I have gained as a coach and that is transforming my client's life the most. So if you want to feel empowered in your relational experience, go right now to theheartapproach.com and check out what they're offering and stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah. Right. Look forward to part two, actually. Yes. <laughs> where we're going to get our, our swiping life sorted. So stay tuned. <laughs>